You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to hour number two of Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Mose, your host, coming at you from, yes, the mothership. Fargo, North Dakota, between the railroad tracks and the cathedral. Hour number two here. Rachel Juvie producing, as always. Thanks again, Rachel. Appreciate it. And we have a good friend of mine, I would have to say, a co-worker as well, Brady Borslin in studio. He's the Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministries for the Diocese of Fargo. Did I get that right, Brady? You did. Wow. That's awesome. Well, well, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I know I was here just yesterday. Well, I put for a purpose, but it's good to be back to continue the conversation from, from what we started yesterday. Yeah, that's awesome, you know, and it's kind of cool. I, I just got to, I guess, got to tell these people a little behind the scenes thing. So I'm 61 and, you know, I, I'm pretty, I would say I'm pretty decent techno, you know, for a 61 year old, but I got to tell you, if I run into any problems, and I do often, I just walk right down to Brady's office. Brady, can you help me? He comes and fixes me all up. So I, I appreciate you always helping me out getting the techno things done, Brady. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, that's uh, it's quite a common occurrence for us uh, at the office, too, of like, oh, the internet's not working, or this website's not working. Could you set me up with this? So yeah. I'm uh, he, grateful to help He's out. our man. Plus, he also keeps me up to date. Um, we both do praise and worship. Mm-hmm. Of course, being 61, I do praise and worship from 20, 30 years ago. And he says, yeah. hey, Tim, you got to listen to this new song. And so we are increasing the repertoire, getting caught up to some things within the last 10 years, you know, and it's a lot of fun. So I appreciate all that, Brady. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> We do joke around too. Uh, I, I love, like you said, we, I love worship music too. And the music that came out like 10, 15 years ago is just kind of the cheesy worship. And we've joked around that, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, so yeah. good to see the good stuff coming out. Yeah, now. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, please know, speak about the good stuff. Uh, so you, you have a heart, obviously, for youth ministry. You were kind of part of, you grew up in the youth ministry of the Crookston Diocese, you mm-hmm. know, the Cathedral Mark Holcraft, you yep. know. Uh, and just maybe tell our listeners a little bit about that and what drew you to youth mm-hmm. and young adult ministry. You know, that's a good question. Um, um, so, yeah, I grew up in Crooks in Minnesota, and I can't remember if I've shared this in the past uh, coming on here, uh, but growing up, I wasn't Catholic. I was a Missouri Synod Lutheran, um, but I mean, just mostly namesake only. I found ways to get out of going to church, making up all the excuses to the parents to make sure we ran late, so we never <laughs> went. So eventually the parents gave up on it. Uh-huh. Uh, but life was just difficult uh, throughout my high school year. It's, even though it was good, um, there was a lot of like home struggles and home battles and a lot of like heavy hearts. Um, but when I went off to college, um, kind of a unique thing, uh, way back in the day. So some of our listeners may know this stuff, but like there's things called like Napster and Lime, LimeWire, which is where you'd go and download music kind of illegally. And this was before my conversion. Um, I don't do any of these things now, but I also learned about a program to be able to go on and take music from servers. Mm. So I, I took some music and one of them I, I, I borrowed, I should say, was a Christian uh, artist named Jeremy Camp. Oh, yeah. uh, and so he was big back in the day and... Uh, he had a couple songs and one of them was called like my desire. And it was just, the, the chorus just went like, you know, my desire is to be used by you, uh, to be used by you. Mm-hmm. So I started looking into that and then I got invited um, my freshman year of college to the cathedral by Brian Cuiava, who is now father Brian Cuiava, uh, just to come play ultimate Frisbee mm-hmm. during that time. I had a jolly good time and people were like, oh my, the athlete is here. Someone mm-hmm. who plays sports. Um, <laughs> he can actually catch a Frisbee yeah. and throw it. <laughs> and so it, it produced like this, this feeling of like, I've never experienced like this joy and this love before. And so I started, uh, I was invited more and more to come back to go to adoration. Uh, so I, we had D week in the diocese of Crookston. So went to those, um, just for like the adoration nights, went to XLTs, 
Uh, and I had just had a bunch of adults like mentoring and pouring into me. Uh, I started going daily mass because, you know, people don't remember you if you go there. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to sneak there. Um, but so that's what got me involved. And mm -hmm. there was from there a guy named Ray Holcroft. So Mark's brother, mm -hmm. like invited me more into like leadership of the church. Like, you know, I wanted to get you into like the youth ministry role. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I went on the net and then I went back to school and then Ray called and said like, Hey, I've got a church. Like, would you be interested in going to work in Detroit Lakes? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what got me going and, and really like laid the foundation for this passion, which has led me to here working in Fargo. Talking with the Brady Borsland Youth and Young Adult Ministry Director for the Diocese of Fargo. You know, Brady, just one thing that's really impressed me uh, over these last couple, because this is your third year, you've mm -hmm. started a little bit before I did, yeah. yeah so. so roughly third. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, and again, we, we, don't, we don't count the sheep, right? We feed them. At the mm -hmm. same time, I just wanted you to talk a little bit about the success you've had in building relationships and really getting the youth involved. I'm talking specifically about the, the camp that you just had, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the summit. And also just even the Wednesday night things. I mean, you're just getting people really on fire for, for the Lord. And I just, I love to see it because it's so important, right, for the youth to have not just, you know, family with them. Family's great, but to have good, strong, solid friends. Talk a little bit about that and how that's built. Yeah. So, I mean, if you were, if you heard yesterday, or if you were in listening yesterday, you're going to hear some of these things again, but, um, Coming from the diocese of Kirkson, um, I was I was very blessed to have, a, like I said, a lot of good mentors mm -hmm. that taught like how to how to build ministry the right way. Mm -hmm. uh, again, with relational ministry, with with just engaging the youth, and so seeing what Mark Holcraft did and building upon that, and, and and having him as someone that I could lean on in those difficult moments really helped get me to where I was in Detroit Lakes. So coming over here during COVID was was kind of a blessing and a curse. It was it was interesting, but to be able to but the joy was to go out to the parishes to work with the churches, and not feel like I needed to do programming right away. Mm -hmm. To really listen to their hearts to yeah. see what was going well, what wasn't going well, where they're at, uh, where this diocese is at, and, and and kind of like evaluate it. So from that, uh, it just went back to prayer and, and really trusted in the Lord and knowing that the like one of the elements that was needed is is more engagement on the relational level like inviting the youth into the life of the church through various events, activities, and not just that, but also challenging them uh, to be disciples, uh, to not just live in like, the emotion of Jesus, but to, to be his follower. Uh, so we, we kind of took it easy the first year and a half, just dipped our toes in the water to make sure things were, were good. And then, you know, this last year we had um, year two of Camp Summit. And so it was just very good. You know, we increased our numbers. Uh, the The openness at camp was was a night and day difference than year one. Uh, so that was a huge positive because uh, I was nervous trying to like start a new camp here when there was so many other things that kids could go to. Knowing that there was like these historic uh, camps uh, that kids were invested in, and to invite them into this something new was was uh, was something that I just trusted in the Lord. Uh, so it was good. I've been hearing a lot of positive uh, responses from that, you know, uh, adults in saying that they're going to tell the world that their their kids need to go to this, they have youth telling their friends uh, to come to this next year. And we know that that's the, what we wanted to produce. We mm -hmm. wanted this fire to spread. Like it's going to start small, but we know little by little, it's just going to reach out to the peripheries and invite more and more kids. And, and one thing uh, about that that I tell the, uh, the staff is that eventually this camp is going to like shift. We're going to see a huge shift in it. And so just to be ready for it. Um, along with that, like uh, the one of the main areas we talked about for this Wednesday, as you as you referenced, mm -hmm. um, 
is this that a lot of churches, like there wasn't a lot of opportunities in the summer for kids. Right, kind of shut down. Yeah, yeah because, you know, coming from Detroit Lakes, like everyone comes and hangs out with us. Like we're, sure. we're the place to be, like we're Lakes country. Mm-hmm. And so we know that a lot of the Fargo people come there. And so it's, it can be daunting to want to try and do any type of ministry. And so we brought in two interns last year and we just, we told the churches in Fargo, like, hey, we will provide space and opportunities for your kids to encounter Jesus. So every Wednesday, uh, this is year two of it, we, we, we had a, a schedule of events where kids could go um, come to things, whether it was like a free event or like sometimes there was like, it was a, a, registra- a registration event. Um, but we do like praise, some nights were like praise and worship with a, a Frisbee and a meal and a keynote speaker, adoration, confession. So we call that XLT. Um, it just stands for exalt. And it's something that, you know, Mark did back in Crookston, mm-hmm. uh, where actually you were a part I of it, remember the, that, yeah. the worship yeah. band there. Um, and then we've done like social nights, just times where the kids can get together, hang out. Uh, and then we've done uh, like service project or social justice type nights where, we, you know, we went worked at Farm in the Dell and learned about the mission and the operation mm-hmm. there. Um, and so those continue to grow again, just like the everything we want to do is we want it, you know, word of mouth. We want it to spread. We want uh, people to tell their friends and we want it to be open to all the churches. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, hey, it's just this church alone is invited to this. It's everyone is invited. And even if you're from outside of Fargo, like you're invited to it. We had um, at our last XLT that we just did last third Wednesday, I think we had like 90 some kids there. Awesome. And we had people from Jamestown. We had people from Grand Forest. We had people from all over mm-hmm. uh, come over and hang out with us. Yeah. An invitation to encounter Jesus mm-hmm. through people, but also in the Blessed Sacrament. I think that's so awesome because people are starved for that, right? In this day of social media, we're starved for interpersonal, real, you know, face-to-face relationships. And I, and I just I look at that and I think that I think that's something you do very well. And obviously, it's it, it's bearing good fruit. And I was able to experience that last night as well yeah. <laughs> uh, at uh, excuse me uh, downtown Fargo with uh, theology on tap. Uh, I got there. Um, gosh, it was you know, about 15 minutes before, and, and Laura and, and, and Drew, your, your two helpers, were there. And, um, and Drew just said, oh, my goodness, people just started flowing and flowing. And we were just packed. There's almost 40 people back, back in, that, in that space. It, it was great, you know. And, my goodness, the talk went well. And there are so many questions. I bet I had as many, spent as much time answering questions as it actually speaking. It was awesome to hear just the openness, the frankness, you know, and, and we were just, these are hot button issues, right? And we talked about that, you know, and so it's really good just to be able to lay it out there and, and if people just really share their hearts, there were excellent questions from the heart and we were able just to discuss those and uh, it, it was it was a real, I, I think a great time of encounter and I really enjoyed it. I just should have brought my little uh, my little portable mic though, and, mm. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. But, but, but it was a lot of fun and, and it's so great to see as Drew mentioned also, you know, it's so nice to see that these are, you know, mostly 20-somethings, right? Maybe some 30-somethings that just like youth need to see that there are people my age that love Jesus, there was 40 people that are all loving on Jesus. Yeah. You know, it was interesting because, uh, so the Drew and Laura, who we referenced, yep. are a couple of my missionaries, so I had mm-hmm. four of them. And as we got together at the beginning of the year, I was like, ah, I don't know how I'm going to keep all four of you mm-hmm. busy to a degree. And so I tasked Drew and Laura with young adult, like, let's just, because that's the other half of my job is trying right. to do young adult mm-hmm. ministry. So we decided to try to theology on taps this summer. Um, 
And yeah, Drew, Drew sent me a message like late last night, just like, hey, Brady, it was super packed in there. It was so good. And I, <laughs> I was like, oh no, this, I mean, and then he said like, oh, they hope that this will keep going on throughout the school year. And I was like, yeah, I know we need to, we need to really like ramp up our uh, even ministry. But yeah, it sounded like it was a phenomenal time. It, uh, it really was to, to encounter like, and, and just to know each other, just a quick little story before the break, a gal who I th- works at the diocese now, but she, she's new. And she came in right at the end. She'd been at the golf tournament. She says, I just came here because I want good young Catholic friends, but I was afraid because this is a bar. You know, I don't drink. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I just said, you know, I bet there's, how many people would just, you know, be willing to talk to you afterwards and just, and, and, you know, almost everyone raised their hands, right? She found so many connections there, right? And she was so happy to be able to come to that event and have people who really love Jesus and, and love her and, and want a friendship, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it, anyway, it's really cool. When we come back, you've heard uh, Brady reference these missionaries. When we come back, we're going to talk about the core Christie missionary team. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Wood Bible Study. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus crosses the Sea of Galilee with his disciples and quickly falls asleep, even as their boat is amidst a huge, life-threatening storm. The text says that the sea was literally shaking like an earthquake. Imagine the disciples' fear as they awake their master saying, Master, do you not care that we perish? Note that they wouldn't have been in this dangerous situation if they had not gotten in the boat to begin with. They are committed, no matter how big the storm. After setting sail in his boat of radical missionary discipleship, it can often seem that God is asleep or uncaring when we are troubled by the storms of life. The good news is that he is in fact always there and always ready to calm the storm when the time is right. Sometimes the storms are there to show us our total dependence on him and not on ourselves. Jesus, we trust in you. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. This is Father Bo Brown from the Diocese of Duluth. A lot of times us as, as Catholics, we, we struggle with the Holy Spirit because the, the Father is so approachable. He has a name that's very, uh, that we all know, right, that we can relate to, and the Son as well. And when we get the Holy Spirit, oftentimes He can take this, this kind of back seat in our relationship with God. And we see early on in the, in the book of Acts and uh, in the disciples in the early life of the church, we see how they live with the Holy Spirit and they express to us what it's like to live with Him and how He both sanctifies what they do and their ministry and gives them special gifts and also how He sanctifies their own lives. And they talk about how the Spirit brings uh, certain effects in their life like joy and peace, patience, kindness, generosity, self-control. So I think it's good for us to think about today. What's our relationship with the Holy Spirit like? Is He a real person in our lives? We have the same kind of relationship with Him that we have with the Father and the Son. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to uh, the Real Presence Live show today. My name is Tim Moser, coming at you here on August 8th from the downtown studio in Fargo with Rachel Juvie producing and Brady Borsland, the smooth lefty, 
sitting right beside me here in studio. Yes, the smooth lefty. You even play left-handed guitar, don't you? I do. Yeah. Do. Now, my son's left-handed. We've talked about this before. I'm definitely going to have to get him hooked up with you and the left-handed guitar thing. Yeah. And Paul McCartney, you know, he was a lefty, too. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Left, look at the pictures. Left-handed guitar. Well, anyway, he's the uh, director of youth and young adult ministry. We do music. We talk. He helps me out with techie things. So it's, it's really cool. Uh, but anyway... You uh, referenced missionaries a, a few times there, and you've had a great, great team with you this summer. Tell us a little about this core Christi, core Christi missionary team. Easy for me to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, so last year, or when I first got to the diocese, I, I had heard about uh, the Young Disciples mm -hmm. crew. Yep. Um, and I've heard, like, you know, variations of it, too, like the Totus Tuus. There's Duke right. and Altum in uh, South Dakota. And uh, the basic idea is to have... Like people, like a summer team that goes around churches, putting on events, retreats. Uh, for most of that, like Young Disciples and all the other ones I, I referenced, they mostly put on uh, like K through fifth grade type uh, retreats, like mm -hmm. week-long retreats at a church. Uh, they do have teen nights and high school nights. Um, but for the most part, you saw that they, they catered towards that younger mm -hmm. audience. Right. Um, so when I came in, you know, COVID was the first year, and so we didn't do anything right. the second year. Um, it was really hard to get a team together, so we we weren't able to put a young disciples team together. So then we went back to the, the drawing board and just started praying about it. Like, okay, well, you know, our, our church participation is a little bit down. The people that are like are asking for them uh, and just getting missionaries is, is extremely difficult. Uh, so we prayed about it and we decided to put, you know, young disciples on a hiatus. And so I, I, in the midst of that, I was talking with my coworkers and asked them like, once if we start something on the other side uh, of the, the youth spectrum of like mm -hmm. the high school and middle school and, and went from there. And so last year, um, and you heard him yesterday, his name was Tommy Holcraft. So he and Zoe came on last summer as just, um, you know, interns. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a name for us. We were trying to figure ourselves out what we were going to be. So Zoe was a former young disciple uh, missionary and Tommy came as a net missionary. So they kind of had that background. They knew the diocese. Uh, they knew the mission field. Uh, and so we just kind of had a day-by-day -day, uh, operation to figure it out. Um, so last year they were just tasked with like Wednesday night stuff and then to be the service team directors for so the high school leaders for our camp summit. Mm -hmm. So this year we were able to bring in four. Um, you know, our, our reach got a little bigger. Uh, we got into the churches a little bit more and, and got a little more participation from, from area churches. Uh, so basically what it is, like the core Christi missionary, it stands for the heart of Christ. And in... At its, at its, uh, the foundation of it is like, that's what we want to bring to the churches and to the people here is we want to bring the heart of Christ to the youth um, so that they can have this encounter with Jesus. So they can, that they can have the opportunity to attend the events, the retreats, the ministry that we do so that the Lord can just do the work that we know that he's going to do uh, and, and work in their hearts and, and invite them into relationship with them. Um, and so that's what we were all about. That's what we did. So there's, you know, the planning side um, that we did in the office. And, and along with that, um, it's just giving some exposure to these people if they want to become like youth workers or work in some degree in a church in the future, then they're going to have this experience saying like, well, I did this at the diocese. Mm -hmm. I was able to get a little formation or a little training. Um, that's going to be a good on their resume. Yeah, absolutely. Again, talking with Brady Borsland, Youth and Young Adult Director here at the Diocese of Fargo. Uh, give our listeners, we talked a little bit about Camp Summit, but give our listeners a little bit about the, the scope of, you know, the major themes, the focus and events that, you know, you're trying to form both in your core Christian missionary and what you're trying to form then with these youth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so with with the events that we do over the summer, it's still, we're trying to figure it out as we go. Mm -hmm. And we learned a lot about ourselves. We're in the process of doing like our exit interviews to really figure out like what we should look at changing for next year, how we should 
should adapt or uh, like make some adjustments. Um, but the theme for this year, there really wasn't a, like a holistic theme. It was mm-hmm. just an invitation. Okay. Like, yeah. look, again, the Lord's calling Invitation you to encounter. Hey, right. you know, that's cool. And then for Camp Summit, um, you know, as we were praying about it, uh, like JP2 was the one that really stuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, selfishly, I, I really uh, love JP2. But just uh, some of his themes could really be unpacked at the camp. And, and we thought it was a good year to do that. Um, and then again, they went to the Steubenville Youth Conference, which the theme for there was refuge. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just very, a very uh, important theme to impact this year, especially since there's, there's a lot of things that we're putting our, you know, in a sense, our, like our stakes in like mm-hmm. on this earth. But, mm-hmm. you know, it was a constant reminder of like, if you're heavy burden, you know, come to me, all you who labor and mm-hmm. rest, come yeah. to me and I will be your refuge. Sure, sure. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I don't, I don't think I, I shared this with you before. One of your missionaries, um, told me, after, this is after Camp Summit, I said, how did it go? She said, amazing. She said, this is one of your missionaries. She says, mm-hmm. I have never had a better camp experience in anything I've done than this last camp. It was the best camp experience I've ever had. So, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you know, high testament. I don't know that you've had, and, and, and the priest that was there, I talked with him a little bit. There, there was, I wasn't there, but you've told me, and, yeah. and I have all these references. There was a powerful powerful encounter with Christ. Maybe talk a little bit. Is, is, mm-hmm. I mean, it's everything, right? But mm-hmm. maybe the Eucharistic procession, or, or is that kind of maybe the highlight, do you think, of yeah. the, the, the... Tell us about that. I mean, there was definitely a movement uh, at this year's camp compared to last year mm-hmm. that we didn't feel. Last year... An openness yeah, now? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I said this yesterday too, is that, you know, last year everyone was nervous. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, what is this camp all about? And even yeah. the staff, it was a little tricky. Like, all right, do these things that you've probably never done before and trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also dealing with some internal things at the, the site we were at. But this year, like, I just constantly, like, we, we constantly felt like this peace that mm-hmm. wasn't there last year. And um, so the Eucharist was definitely something, uh, definitely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, powerful at, at Camp Summit. Uh, everything we did, we had mass every day. We had adoration every day. We had keynotes every day. But yeah, like we referenced yesterday, John Martin, our musician, he really did a good job of inviting the youth into worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, and it was something unexplainable. Like it just by, by Tuesday night when we were doing adoration. So we did adoration and confession. And we had our, some of our team pray over the students if they wanted it. Um, by the time it was over, there's like 60, 70% of the people, like they were in tears. They were praying over each other. They were hugging. It was just like this big movement of the spirit that I, I mean, I was overwhelmed by. Uh, The Lord just did so much in that night. And then the next night on Wednesday, we did it again, uh, where we had adoration, praise and worship. But this time we had Father Furch do a, a Eucharistic procession. Um, and so he went and stood in front of all the youth for, you know, anywhere from 30 seconds to a minute, just put Jesus right in front of them. And, and again, like I was sitting in the front, uh, working the, the slides and it, it, it seemed kind of almost like dull. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't hear anything. Okay. I don't know if like the Lord is just making me like deaf for a little bit there for a second, but like I looked around and I, I turned my head back and like everyone is weeping again. Like everyone is just so moved. And, and John, like I said, our musician invited the youth, uh, to come up closer. Mm-hmm. And so you just saw these, these youth like moving up to mm-hmm. be around the Lord. And, and so what we did was uh, we just put them in front of Jesus. Yeah, yeah, we, we let him do the work because mm-hmm. like, again, that's what he wants to do. He wants to heal. Uh, he wants to bring freedom. And, and so that's what he did in these youth. And like you said, the missionaries even mm-hmm. said like, this was the most powerful yeah. camp. Um, and so we were able to build on that the rest of the summer, mm-hmm. you know, talking with the, the youth ministers. Uh, once they got back from camp, we know once you leave that emotional high, mm-hmm. then it's like, well, I don't, I don't have a John Martin to lead me at my church. Yeah. You know, I don't have these young adults to lead me in small group. So inviting them into like, how do you live 
like uh, like a discipled life? How do you live uh, like just like a yes? The emotions are good, but I mean, how do you keep them under control and know that the Lord is calling you into this certain way of living? Yeah, you know, and, and we're talking with Brady Borslin, um These mountaintop experiences, right? Very good. You know, look at the Transfiguration we just celebrated. You know, mm-hmm. and then but then we have to come down the mountain. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you mentioned just what what you continue to do because I was going to say I think that's another great component of what you're doing is these like these weekly get-togethers to stay touched, stay in touch, right? Mm-hmm. To say, hey, you know what? Yeah, the mountaintop experience was great. That was awesome. But now we need to take it out and live it every day in our daily lives. And of course, the way we do that is 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 through relationships through daily prayer, all these kind of things that you're teaching. And so it's not just a mountaintop experience. They're good and they're important, but also this continue, just like family, right? We just mm-hmm. have the, the day, the day-to-day things. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, at Steubenville, Chris Frank, uh, the MC for the event, he said, emotions are a good indicator, but a bad dictator. Yeah. And, I like and, that. Know, and that's something that we, we really want to instill in the youth. And I saw it a lot in youth ministry too, mm-hmm. uh, as, a, as a parish worker, like they, they have these mountaintop experiences, like we said, and you know, then those fade away and then they're left with like, well, I've got nothing. Like maybe this wasn't real mm-hmm. uh, or they let the busyness of life get to them. So really working on that catechesis component next right. uh, of helping them like the foundation of their faith. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's something that we're, we're really working on. Interesting. I, of course, call it volleyball for 30 years. I had a saying that I have my team say, we play with emotion, but not on emotion. Mm-hmm. In other words, we don't let emotion dictate you know, wherever it goes, right? Right. But it's a good indicator, right? You're playing with passion. You're living with passion. You're living with that. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. Brady, coming up for the core Christian and, and for you, let, let's look ahead. Mm-hmm. What do you have What do you have on the on the docket? Yeah, so, I mean, we've got a few things coming up. Uh, the, the regulars, like we have, we call it Diocesan Youth Day for the middle schoolers. It's uh, just like a youth rally or just like a day to hang out. Mm. Um, we have the search retreats for the high schoolers, and we're also going to be launching uh, these things called encounter nights. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's our XLTs that we did over the summer, minus Frisbee, um, and they're going to be on the road. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go to various deaneries. So it's an opportunity for the high school students, uh, knowing that their schedules are so busy. So instead of having like one big, large, like rally type of event, we're going to go deanery to deanery and mm-hmm. do a more small uh, intimate type of events. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that. We, we did one last April and, uh, the, there's definitely more than I expected to be there. So we'll see what this year looks like and working with the area churches, um, more can be found on that. We're also going to do things like there's going to be a few trips down to the cities. Um, net ministries does a thing called lifeline. So again, an opportunity to go spend time in praise and worship with sonar, hear a keynote talk, go to mass and just spend time in community. So we're going to, uh, have a few of those trips there too. That's awesome. And of course, on a personal note, you and your wife are going to welcome your fourth child into the world here in just about a month. Yeah. So we less than a month away. So, uh, you know, I've got a lot of meetings, a lot of emails, a a lot of projects to button up before I go on paternity leave, but we're excited. Uh, Pray for us because we'll have our first kid, Asher, he's going to start school. So the dynamics are going to change a lot in the home for one to go to school in a different direction and then the other three will go to daycare. And then, you know, with bringing in that new one being, uh, it'll just be fun. I've asked him. I time in life. Hey, Brady, thanks so much for being with us. We appreciate it. All right. Oh, yes. Mission Partners of Core Christi. Yeah. Uh, so quick, uh, I know I got like 20 seconds yep. here, but, uh, you know, if you're interested, uh, we're going to have an article in The New Earth coming up. 
uh, in September that's going to highlight all of our ministry that we've done with the, the, the Christi team. Um, if you're interested in wanting to learn more, um, there's going to be opportunities to, to join us in partnership for that too, to help kind of fund some of the things that we do, um, not just for them, but also like youth scholarships, uh, because we know that more kids are going to things and sometimes financial constraints are difficult. So if you'd want to learn more, uh, email me, call me, uh, bug me, because I'd love to tell you more about all that we're trying to do in the Diocese of Fargo. All right. Hey, thanks, Brady. Appreciate that. Coming up after the break, 12 Rules for Manliness. You're listening to Real Presence Live. We'll be back right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 